Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fenoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Lori Holton, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Danny Drew, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me, so keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you are listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the ZombieCast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to ZombieCast. You know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you, zombie cast. Stay tuned in. Follow me. And thank you, Romero, for that super awesome introduction this weekend. Welcome, zombies, to ZombieCast, an unofficial guide to all things zombie. Episode 327, where I'm Sean. I am Iron Man! I'm Matt. Oh shit, we're doing a thing. No, uh, I'm Matt. Yeah, do it, Ted. I am I am Nebula, the the stupidest person in the galaxy. <laughs> and I am Gamora. I'm going. I think we should start right away by saying this is going to be a massive in-game spoiler cast. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's no Walking Dead these in-game, days. So. Which, if there's yeah. if there's if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, you're going to want to turn this off like now. That's it. I have questions and and stuff and. We're going to full-blown spoil that movie. So just go yep. flip it off. Flip it off, uh, and yeah. Go watch uh, something else. All right, here we go. Uh, well, thank you guys. No matter where you get us, iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, ZombieCast.net. But the best place is every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, at allgames.com forward slash chat. Come over here, enter your name, enter the Discord, click the Discord link, enter the chat, mingle with the zombies live on in the chat, and uh, mingle with us here on the show. We love mingling with you zombies here live at allgames.com forward slash chat. If you want to hear us live but cannot join us live on all devices, including car stereos, uh, all tech devices, whether it be tablet, phone, Google Home, gaming consoles, Alexa, play All Games Radio. Guys, get the tune-in app, the free version, and add All Games Radio. And uh, you know what? You'll hear us live no matter where you're at in the world with that tune-in app. Like I said, don't get the pay version. Get the free version. And tune-in is everywhere now. You know, tune in is the new FM 
of uh, today for internet. Well, not internet radio, real radio, because uh, you can get every. You know, you get the TuneIn app. You get all your local stations. You can get CNN, Fox News, all this stuff on the free version, and all games. Uh, radio, which uh, add that. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm just I'm just e- e- ecstatic, excited about this uh this this nice episode. Uh, we do want to remind you guys to go to zombiesearchsociety.com. It's where the official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. Go over there and browse all those news articles. And while you're browsing, you can listen to ZombieCast and podcast form over there on the very front page of zombiesearchsociety.com. And you know what? Podcast aware. I mean, podcast awareness. Zombie. It's podcast awareness. No, nah, Zombie Awareness Month is in May. They're going to kick that off. And you know what? They got a contest going on right now. What's some, some free giveaways? Some, uh, uh, you know, some bracelets. I saw some necklaces and things like that uh, with the Zombie Research Society on it and Zombie Awareness. They're giving away tomorrow. So the live listeners, head over there now to zombieresearchsociety.com and uh, enter these contests. Go over to their Twitter. On the Twitter, uh, follow it uh, at Zombie Research. But uh, go enter this contest because it ends tomorrow. A lot of the, a lot of the podcast feed listeners, it'll be too late by the time you get this. But uh, Zombie Awareness Month is coming up. And uh, Luke and Cam and the guys over there have got some good giveaways. But all month long, it's going to be good. So be sure to bookmark ZombieResearchSociety.com. Uh, and we do want to thank those guys over at, at uh, ZombieResearchSociety.com. Matt Moak, uh, George, the late, great George Romero, Zombathon. Cam, all those guys over there. We do want to thank you guys for having ZombieCast as the one and only official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. And while you guys are over on the social medias, go to Facebook and Twitter. Follow and like ZombieCast World as we love mingling with you zombies all week long. You click that banner up top and uh, you know what? Follow each individual host. Man, I, I love the zombies, man. They're they're hoarding. Have you ever... Did, do you ever just bump into a zombie? You're in Los Angeles, Ted. You gotta be. It's gotta be zombies everywhere, right? Or there's bath salts, so same thing. Yes, that works. Bath salts. Have you ever been bit by a zombie, uh, Ted? I've been bitten by. Yes, I've been bitten by many, many zombies. Yes. Now, did you meet? Yes. Do, do you meet zombies on like Tinder or Grinder? You know, I don't care. Uh, and are, yeah. are there a lot of them in LA? Uh, are there a lot? Of- I, I was trying. I'm try- now trying to think of a dating site for. Uh, Chewer. Uh, Wouldn't it be Chewer? C H E W E R. Ne- necrotizer, <laughs> undead life. I don't yeah, know. plenty of undead. Plenty yeah. of zombies. If you're looking, if, if you're into, if you're into dead, dead chicks. Uh, there you go. <laughs> dead chicks. That's it. Dead chicks. So yeah, we're gonna do a, uh, we're gonna do a big end game episode. Uh, you know why? Because I finally got a chance to see a really big movie within two days of its release, and I'm pretty proud of myself. I had to go to the movie theater by myself. All the and, all the coolest dudes go by themselves, Matt. It's it, should, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't even like an e, it wasn't that aspect of it. Like I'm always used to just talking to someone. Like if Marianne or Xander's there, I'm always used to like reacting and like looking at them, and being like that was cool. And the thing is, I did that a lot in Avengers Endgame because I'm just so conditioned that way. So I was just there was a couple to the right of me. There's two guys to the left, and all movie I was just like, all right, or like, all right, Stuck yeah, in the with you. Yeah, so I was just the creepy guy talking to himself. But I don't care. Yeah. I enjoy the movie. Dude, I, I enjoyed it. You know, we went and saw it Thursday night, and then uh, the kid's aunt came down, and she's like, you know what? I want to see it, too, but I'll pay for all you guys to go. So I did get to go see it for free a second time. I did see it twice, and I got to say, man, that second time, for me, it I noticed so much that, it, that I didn't notice the first time because I was so alert yeah. and aware yeah. and, and just missing things left and right. But that second viewing, 
Man, it, it even made it that much better. I really enjoyed this movie. So what, uh, later, the, I, I usually like movies better the second time, yeah. just because yeah, you know where it's going, so you yeah. And, and I was gonna say, brain sucks in yeah. I was gonna say later in the show, uh, me and Matt, we got to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones. We're gonna be talking about what was the game you played, Matt? Uh, Days Gone. Days Gone, and then I watched Black Summer, the new series uh, from Craig Engler and the gang over on the Netflix, a zombie show, Black Summer. So we'll be talking about that later on here in the show. But yeah, man, you know, I, I was, dude, I was really kind of stoked for this movie. I, you know, for me, first off, let's talk our, our background. For me, comics is movies only. Nothing more, nothing less. I've never yeah. read a full, I, you know, I've read like, like, uh, 68 uh, comic, which is a zombie comic, and, and I've read like, like zombie stuff, but I've never read like a like a like a I could fly and, and laser beams coming out of my like eyes. A Spider-Man, like a Spider Man, like a Marvel comic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've read them in the newspaper, like the like the little clip thing, but I've never read cover to cover any comics, man. So you know, I, I'm that that's my background with comics. What about you, Matt? Did you did you read comics whenever you were growing up and stuff, or what? I read a, I read a few. I read uh, Sleepwalker. That was my comic back in the day. It was a Marvel comic about a dude who, when he goes to sleep, uh, like an alien comes out and fights crime. That was my big Marvel comic. I, I did a little bit of Spider Man. Uh, I followed that for a little bit of while, but Fantastic Four. My dad had, and he still has a whole collection of like. First edition, Fantastic Four number one, Ghost Rider number one, Daredevil meets Punisher number one. So I always used to like just pour through those. I thought those were pretty neat. See, your dad, your dad likes all the characters aren't good enough to actually have films. They're just <laughs> the they're TV. Just they're the Netflix, Netflix TV stars. Yeah, he liked Daredevil. <laughs> oh, he also had like Battlestar Galactica comics. So maybe it was future TV shows. That was his uh, gig. Yeah. They're the ones that they're not even released by like Fox. Doesn't even make them. It's like that spinoff Fox, like they're lesser. <laughs> like the Ghost Rider is not released by Fox. It's released by like Fox something Shitty else. Fox. <laughs> yeah, like this. Like we don't, we don't want this under the Fox yeah. label, so we have a, a Fox other label that we're gonna put Ghost, <laughs> the, the Nicolas Cage yeah, exactly, movies out under. Exactly. So yeah, that's my that's my experience. So I think we're in the same boat. I wasn't religious like our, our buddy Gabe, but uh, he's super Marvel fan, and uh, he'd probably catch all the little nods and stuff, but. I don't yeah, know, I, still, I still love this film. Well, well, I saw today on I was browsing the YouTube's whenever I was on my lunch break at work, and I, and I saw a video that said like two hundred Easter eggs from Endgame. Like, was there stuff hidden? I mean, yeah, I, I didn't watch though. the video. That's like, that's like in the background. There's a remote control once used by uh, Pepper Potts in uh, in uh, episode yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he went to that lab when they went to the PIM lab in that one yeah. scene. I'm sure there was all sorts of shit in that yeah. room. Uh, those articles tend to like pick out the tiny, tiny minutia. But I mean, this this show, this uh, movie had a thousand superheroes in it, so I'm right. sure I missed one or two in the battle. So where did the and or, or you have the articles? My my the ones that drive me nuts are the ones uh, the, the the ones that say, um, this fan theory yeah. <laughs> uh, broke our hearts. <laughs> Or something like that, and you go, well, no, it didn't, not mine, because it's a fan theory, therefore it didn't happen, so it's not real, so fuck you. Like, I don't care. <laughs> right, yeah. Or, like, you won't, it's like, you you won't believe what happened when. Yeah, and uh, the other thing, the, the the cousin of that is, like, before Endgame comes out, it's a year of, like, someone tweeting one thing that turns into <laughs> yeah. a fan theory. It's like, you won't believe the theory that's, that's blazing up the internet. Thanos is actually a Smurf. And it's, yeah. like, one dude. It, it's, like, yeah. <laughs> A fan Papa Smurf. Yeah, I think we fan theories are are like Dumb. you know 
<laughs> any article that says a fan theory, I'm like, yeah, but that's a fan theory. That's not canon. That's not that did not happen. So no, I have no interest in your fan theory yeah. about anything. That, so, yeah. Fan well, theories is what ruined the Last Jedi because we all had fan theories and none of them were accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I got a question. I saw it twice, and both times I was like, who the hell's got a Pegasus? When the flying horse come? Where, who's that? Who's Thor riding that? Three. Thor? Uh, the Valkyrie. That was Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah, she had a Val- She had a Pegasus. Well, she didn't actually have it in Ragnarok. She had it in the flashback when she was fighting Hera. Uh, she had a Pegasus, and I don't know where the Pegasus was, but she just somehow got it back a thousand years later. Must have been in later. a stable in like, the little town they were all living in. And and she had it in the escape pod leaving Asgard. I well, guess. See, there's a, there's a lot of those uh, just just go with it type things in this movie. Well, see, this this movie is the ultimate just just go with it and don't question because this movie I'm not even joking. Uh, it, it, as amazing movie, that's why yeah. I want to talk about it. As amazing as it, and it was, was amazing. Let's let's start. It was amazing. And it was amazing. Yeah. This movie has probably more things in it that I was like, what, <laughs> what? That doesn't make yeah. sense. What about this? No, like I, it, it, I have a thousand questions about the logic <laughs> and everything in this movie. And the time, whenever you add time travel to a movie. There's always a plot. No matter how hard you try, there's always a plot hole with time travel. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with as many plot holes as Avengers. Endgame. Let's talk the good stuff. Let's talk ever. the good stuff though, because okay, here can I? I'm gonna do this. I'm just doing this. My my top three things right off the bat were uh, considerate Hulk wearing the cardigan and glasses. That's my new favorite character. I do wish he was strong, though. He kind of was not that strong. Uh, ah, Am I wrong in saying he wasn't that strong anymore? Uh, maybe, but he was reined in. True, but he was hilarious. Especially when they made him like, Hulk, you better fit in. He's like, ah, uh, Hulk smash. Hulk. Yeah, that was good. That <laughs> was, was good. You know what's great about that? Yeah. The, the animation on his face, because he, he was such a yeah. nerd. Like, he has the glasses on. He's like, huh, you know, time travel, yeah. you know? He looked like he looked like this awkward nerd, but he was the Hulk, and the, and the, the animation on his face was like the best facial animation I've ever seen because it just captured. He had these big, yeah. stupid, pearly white teeth. Yeah, well, and he was always smiling like. Well, a the dork. thing that got me was was I heard that that, uh, and I think we talked about it last week, or I, I talked with it was somebody, but like Spider Man and Hulk were denied any scenes that they were not in because that they spoil <laughs> stuff so bad, right? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Mar- yeah. Mark Ruffalo is Mark Ruffalo ruined all of in, all of uh, Infinity War like eight months before it came Man. out. Did you ever see that? No. Movie? Yeah, yeah. And and they and he didn't know nothing that was going on. And Spider Man, I can understand because he was literally in one scene. So that that was all that he knew before he saw, I guess, the premiere of it. But Mark Ruffalo was in a lot of this movie. They had there's a clip of Mark Ruffalo, and people thought it was a joke at the time. And then the movie came out, and, and they realized, oh my god. Like eight months before Infinity War came out, he was in an interview with Don Cheadle, and they were asking him questions. And he goes, "You're not even going to believe this next movie. Like everyone gets killed in the next <laughs> one." And and Don Cheadle was like, "Dude!" And he goes, "What?" He's like, "Oh my god!" And you think it's a joke, and he goes, "Am I in trouble?" And he goes, "Probably, man. Probably." <laughs> I don't. And, and everybody thought it was just a funny. And he won't do them no says, more. With now him, right? when you go back and watch it, it's the most awkward thing because you realize no, he was he really did just. Spill the beans. Okay, let me. I just want to quickly my other two favorite things. Oh yeah. Um, my other two is is uh, is is uh, slobby Thor. Fat Thor was Fat one Thor of the funniest things ever in one of these movies. Because this movie skips five years ahead. I mean, they try to they track down Thanos. The super spoilers, by the way. They track down Thanos. They're like they cut off his head, and it's super unsatisfying because he says he's destroyed all the Infinity Stones. So Thor. So five years later, Thor's in like new Asgard. 
just playing Fortnite with his buddies. The Rock dude, he's he's yeah. fat, drinking beer. I'm like, I love this. I would watch a reality TV show. I love it, stuff. man. Yeah. But the the one thing that that I really like from this movie was was the whole Thor thing. Yeah. But you know, and like I said, this is spoiler heavy. If you have not seen the movie, definitely turn it off. Is is the new member of Guardians of the Galaxy, which is Thor. You know, he got on the ship and was leaving with those guys, <laughs> and they were fighting. You know, and, and uh, Star Lord was kind of controlling the thing. And I know we're jumping around, but he was. We're talking about our favorite parts. But you know, Star Lord was sitting here trying to map out where they're going to fly next, and Thor goes up and swipes the screen over, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, I'm the captain on this ship." Yeah. And then, and then Thor laughs. And uh, and does it again? He's like, oh, I feel you, buddy. What, what was it he said, man? That was that was funny like, as shit. Oh, you're shit. the captain. The funniest part, you're yeah. That, that, that part was yeah. great because the funniest part I love is Drax. Yeah. And it's one of my, it's literally one of my favorite lines in the movie. They're they're arguing over who's going to be the captain, and Drax in his driveway says he says something like, "Maybe you two should settle this by fighting to the death." <laughs> <laughs> and 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 uh, and Chris, and Chris uh, Star Lord's like. <laughs> okay, look, nobody's fighting. Because obviously that would be about a two-second fight, and he knows yeah. that. Like, look, pfft, nobody's fighting to the death. Let's not be silly. And then Mantis is like, you could use knives. And you could. he's like, nobody's fighting to the death. Yeah. And then, but then funny. Thor's kind of... I loved it. Thor's just grinning and looking at him. He's like, I feel you, buddy. I feel you, buddy. But you know what? Kind of fits in with him. Thor fits in with him. Yes, it's going to be was amazing very much a Guardians movie. movie. Oh, yeah. It's gonna oh, be- my God. It's going to... The comedy and, and just the fun... Of Thor as a member of Guardians of the Galaxy, surely they're going to keep that and that's for a movie, be, right? Yeah, they set they they if they set that up the way they did, and that is not what happens in Guardians Three. I think everyone's going to be pissed because that like I'm way more excited for Guardians of the Galaxy Three if Thor Thor is on the ship and he's calling. It's a whole movie of him calling uh, the raccoon rabbit <laughs> quail, right? And, and, and like him and Chris <laughs> Pratt doing their and Chris Pratt doing his Hemsworth impression and all yeah. that. And, and, but but see, I don't think a lot of people got it because right then we found out the big death scenes, right, and, and the age scene with Captain America, and the, and I th- I feel like the way that they picked it up is is everybody loves Guardians, so they kind of gave you the new cast member for Guardians. So after I saw the movie the other night, I was like, you know what? It's not a spoiler, but I'm just stoked about the new cast member of Guardians of the Galaxy. And everybody that saw the movie was like, "Who? Who? Who?" Did they not? Did yeah. they not get it? The, the Thor. I don't know, man. No, well, some people hadn't seen it. A lot of people hadn't seen the lot, movie when you posted that. I thought, but a lot of people a, had spoiler, spoiler. But you're, it's a bit of a tiny. It's spoiler. a tiny spoiler, yeah. But I never said who. Yeah, but, uh, you, but I was. But you, I know. But the you, Guardians yeah, live. Still give it a hint. The Guardians uh, live. They get a new character. True. Yeah. Um, it's going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. No, Thor. Thor is far and away my favorite character in these so, movies. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not really when he started, but now that he's like funny, because it, it really does feel like uh, they when they when they first cast him in that first movie ten years ago or whatever eight years ago, they cast him because they're they're like, oh, this guy is blonde and a hunk. He looks like Thor, but he was not meant to be like hilarious. And then it's like somewhere along the way they realized that Chris Hemsworth is fucking funny yeah. as shit, charming, and they funny. started right. So it really was sort of in the age of Ultron, sort of is where they started kind of being funnier and then by Ragnarok it was just a straight up comedy character and it's it's hilarious I mean his timing is unbelievable yeah. Ted, Ted I discussed this with you and and this is a character like in the very first part of the movie she's the one who saves Tony and uh, Nebula I don't I think my love I didn't even have much love my like for Captain Marvel is fading fast this character first of all very overpowered but I don't feel like Brie Larson's acting I just feel like she's smirking. No, she's just saying the lines. She's just saying the lines. I think that's what a lot of people had the problem with. And like, <laughs> what's annoying is that they wanted like 
Emily Blunt was in the running, and they went with Brie Larson. I'm like, that would have been so much better if Emily Blunt, who's a way better actress, and she's way more likable, and I, I can agree. actually believe that she so could beat somebody You agree, up. right? She's just kind of like smirking. All she does is land, smirk, and stare at people. That's her acting style for Captain Marvel. You mean, you mean like, hello, Peter Parker. Do you have something for me? Yeah. I know she's trying to act godlike yeah. and like not unfazed, but she's zero personality. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I like the character fine, but yeah, yeah. I, I think the casting... I, I like Brie Larson, but I do think... Emily, they, they, there was a story that said Emily Blunt basically was second place for that role, and I was like, uh, I think they made a mistake. But you know, it was almost like she was in a pre-shooting meeting or something. Just like, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> she showed up you know, and I like, mean, okay, that was give me the cue card. Yeah, I mean, there was no... No affection at, at, at all for that. At all. And uh, it was the well, movie... That's the only movie I haven't seen was Captain Marvel. But Freeman Mommy and my kids love Captain Marvel. Was she that dry in Captain Marvel? Well, yeah, it's the same character. But, I mean, it's like... I'm glad I saw it because it does... You have more weight to the character a little bit. And also, like, they set up... Like, I saw some people say something that that um, maybe had not seen Captain Marvel or not seen the post credit scene. Right. Uh, and you have to see the post credit scene when she when she lands she goes and gets Tony's ship and she drags it back to Earth right before he's about to die and she lands and like <coughs> Captain America and Black Widow they walk out and they don't even acknowledge that there's this crazy fire <laughs> woman that lands <laughs> from space and people were like why is no one wouldn't they all be like who the fuck is this what what's this and I said the reason they're not acting surprised is because they are they're the it's it's I'm led to believe they're the ones who sent her. Because at the end of Captain Marvel in the post credit scene, it's it's Chris Evans and Black Widow are sitting in the Avengers lab and they have Nick Fury's, you know, his his beeper that called yeah. her. And they're like and they're like, We don't know what this thing is, but we gotta keep it powered. This was found where Nick Fury's by Nick Fury's car. We gotta keep it powered. He was calling somebody, and then she comes walking in and she's and she says, Where's Nick Fury? Right. And so it's like, no, they had already met her at the end of Captain Marvel. And I, I deduce that they sent her into space to find Tony's ship. So when she came back, they they'd already known. That makes her. a lot of sense. Right. That's why they that didn't. Makes a lot of sense. And that's yeah. why they didn't. That's why they didn't react or act surprised by this firewoman. Thor, Thor did. Thor introduced himself because he wasn't in that scene and probably never met her till that, till this yeah. movie. But yeah, I like I, I, in the theater, I thought. In the I theater, like I thought, one. why is no one acting impressed by this fire lady? And then I realized, oh, because they met her in the post-credit Captain Marvel scene. Yeah. No, that, make, that makes a ton and, of sense. All right. And that also explains why she found Tony's ship. She didn't just stumble upon it. She was sent... I think she was sent to get it. So do you think they right, digitally... By, do you think they digitally made Tony, like, ten times thinner? Because he was... Yes. Emancipated yes. by the time they found him. Like, he was... In the in emancipated, <laughs> you completely right. Emancipation no, emaciated. <laughs> emaciated. He was he was freed from his from the. He was he was freed from uh, being in space. That's what I meant. Obviously. No, in, yeah, in the theater, I thought that too because you know they can de-age people. And they they made you know they made Chris Evans look all tiny and shit in the first yeah. movie. It's like they they did something to him to make him because he'd been in a ship for three weeks with no food. Right. Yeah. And they made him look like. He was in the late stages of cancer or something. He was so emaciated. He was in a wheelchair hooked Ted. up to an it's IV. He was emancipated. Yeah. yeah, they they totally and it was an amazing effect because Robert Downey Jr. looked like a sick. skeleton. Yeah, like a skeleton when he got back from being in space. Yeah, yeah. And it would look totally seamless. Yeah. So the time let's 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 dive into the thing that's going to dominate our conversation: the time travel 
Wait, but, uh, Ted, you sent a video. It was really funny. It was like the pitch meeting for Endgame, and it's like, okay, so they're gonna have to time travel. Is this is this hard to do? Oh, it's impossible. Are they gonna solve it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. After Tony does the dishes, he uh, he figures out a way to time travel. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty well, funny. Like now, he does they solve time travel in literally a cutscene? Like, yeah, let's just try this uh, this model. It works. All right, time travel it is, and there you go. Now. Now, now, here's the thing that gets me, the whole time travel thing, right? Yep. They say if you change the past, it will not affect the future. Which, which is a plot device, because they know that that's, that's how they get around this movie making no effing sense, <laughs> is they have a line of dialogue that says, it's not the grandfather paradox, okay? But, it's not like if you go back in time and kill your grandfather. It's not like the movie. So in our timeline, you can go back and blow New York City up, but it won't change anything. But... That means they could go back and get Tony, and Thanos would still be dead, right? Right. No, because that wouldn't that's affect. Where, that's where yeah. all. No, that's where all the plot no. holes are created. It, it, it's like, like, um, and I, one thing I want to say to Matt is something uh, something that I didn't notice. Sub Z noticed this when he saw it, and he mentioned it to me, and I said, "Jesus Christ, that is the plot hole of all plot uh-huh. holes." And I actually looked into it. Ant-Man is in the... At the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, he gets sucked into the quantum realm, and then Evangeline Lilly, who's supposed to hit the button to get him out, dissolves. Mm -hmm. So he is stuck in the quantum realm. So he's been stuck in the quantum realm for five years since the Thanos snap, and just after... You know, it's in a warehouse, and a rat after five years... You know, I I was... People are bitching about this rat, but I was like, eh, after five years, a rat happens to stumble across the button. Okay, whatever. I I think that was a rat saved the world, by the way. That rat saved yeah. the world, by so the way. So the rat just happens to <laughs> you know walk what? over and step on a button. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I, it, well, let me, let me finish. I'm going to fuck realism, yeah. man. I'm sick of people being that People dumb. bitching about a rat. But but it, it zaps him back out. Well, he comes out and he says, like, he, they're like, you went missing five years ago. And he's like, but to me, it was only five Ooh. hours. Because time works differently in the quantum realm. Right. So everyone's five years older. But to me, it's like one hour per year. And they set that up. And he says that. And they I think they say that in the in the other movies. Well, Sub-Z sent me a message. He goes, I just thought of a major, major plot hole. He said, if time is so slow in the quantum realm that it was only five hours, how come Michelle Pfeiffer in Ant-Man and the Wasp, when she was in the quantum realm, she went when she was like 35. Yeah. They get her out, and she's like 80. Yeah. When it's like, when it's like she's been there for 40, she's been there Evangeline Lilly's whole life, so like 40 years. She gets out, and she's 75 years old. How come she aged? And Paul Rudd did not age. And I thought, oh my God, that is such a big plot yeah. hole. I, I do not believe that they could make a plot hole that big. I don't believe it. But I, I literally, the whole thing was crumbling. And I started looking online. And Kevin Feige, the, the guy that runs the whole thing, there is an article mm, yeah. I found where about six months ago, they asked him about mm. this. And he said, in the quantum realm, time does move slower, and, you know, it should have been, like, she was there for 40 years, and it should have been about, like, 40 hours. But we wanted Michelle Pfeiffer to be reunited with Michael Douglas at the end, and it, we couldn't have Michelle Pfeiffer come out and look 35 years old. And then you have her grandpa, 80-year-old Michael Douglas, like, oh, honey! Yeah. And she goes running up, and they're going to be together. It just doesn't work. So if you watch Ant-Man of the Wasp, they say that she did not... She went into the quantum realm, but she went so deep, she wound up in a place called the Wasteland. Uh. And the Wasteland time does run normally. Well, that makes sense, though. Or do you think that's just a bad excuse? 
I, I, it's an excuse they made up to explain her age, but at least yeah. I haven't watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't remember that in there, but it probably was. But if it's in the story, I'll accept it. But I mean, but at least he acknowledges it's a plot hole because we didn't want to have 30-year-old Michelle Pfeiffer returning to 80-year-old. They, we wanted them to be together. Oh, yeah. And so we had to we had to bend the rules of our own story and and make up a new thing about the wasteland. Well, let me let me so, let me toss this uh, little little plot hole at you then since we're talking about pin particles. Now, does Ant-Man or whatever his name is, is he the only one who can use pin particles? And if not, Scott Lang, why do they not just put Hulk or Thor in one of those suits and make just a giant battlefield earth Hulk or Thor that would win the war instantly? Why not put one of them in Ant-Man's suit? Yeah. Because uh, we I was talking about this. Why, we said this. Why don't they put Captain America in the Ant-Man suit holding Thor's hammer and grow him large and he has a giant Thor hammer and he just wipes out the army in like a it's second. game effing over, man. And that's why the plot... That's where all the... Yeah, you can't yeah, overthink yeah. it like this, but it is my mind runs around <laughs> that way where you go, why... It's the same subs he said this too. It's like... Why doesn't Captain America? Why hasn't Iron Man ever made a, like an Iron Man suit for Scarlett Johansson? For everyone, and for Captain America, for everybody, said, everybody can have a bulletproof rocket launcher Iron Man suit. They would be they would be unstoppable. You want to know the biggest why of all though? Why something? This has been why? this has been bothering me. Why the biggest why I think of this movie is why did Captain Marvel walk with the gauntlet in her hand instead of fly to the ship? She ran. She should just flew away. Bye. And uh, me and Miles well, I, I got a big why for you. I got a big why for Bye. you. Um, I know the plans changed because the plan was to get the, the, the Infinity Gauntlet into the back of the va- Ant-Man's van so they could teleport back in time and get rid of it. But at any point, you know, and she could take the blast, why didn't she just put the gauntlet on and snap the entire army away? <sighs> she had the gauntlet for like five straight minutes running with it. She could, and she could have taken the blast and not died from the from the. Well, blast. We, we're assuming she could have done that, though. But I don't know. It seems like, hey, Captain Marvel, put that fucking. Th- You're the most powerful character ever in anything. Mm-hmm. You would beat up super. You would make Superman look like a bitch. She's so overpowered. It's like <laughs> why? Even though I will say, Thanos kind of kicks her ass at the end. of He the movie. delivers a massive punch that she just takes. So that was kind of a cool scene. He, but like, he, does he just sling her, her like in the a face. rag doll, and then he gets the power stone and. N- he, he hits her in the face and knocks her the next week in one scene. So maybe she's not as powerful as we think she is because she does get walloped. I like that scene only because it shows she's a little bit, uh, she's not all too powerful, right? Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, the time travel stuff was a little wonky. The whole Captain America going back, getting married is like, really? So he just, and I think you raised this point, Ted. So he's just going to sit there while Bucky's being tortured well, all these crazy events are going on that he could stop or predict. He's just gonna not not he do was anything. Lonely man. He was he was, <laughs> he, he whined a lot for me all through the stuff. Oh, Mister, oh, Mister. Yeah. He was a famous Captain America. He could have got the booty from anybody. Yeah, but he was in love, Sean. He was an old traditional guy. Okay, I think okay. this gets to where like yeah. this gets to where all the timelines things are. They, so here's here's how the time travel works. They set up that when you and Tilda Swinton says this too because she shows back up. When in this universe, it's not like Back to the Future, where if you go back in time and you shoot your grandfather, you'll disappear. Or if you go back in time and give yourself an almanac, you can bet on sports, and in the future you'll be a billionaire. It it doesn't do that. What it does is you can't change what's already happened. But what you can do is if you go back and like 
if I went back in time and killed Matt's dad before Matt was born, Matt would still be alive in my timeline, but the moment I killed his dad would create a new alternate timeline. Right. So it's like the ending of Bioshock Infinite where you find out there's millions of timelines. Yeah. And, and I think that's why Doctor Strange said, I see 14 million different timelines and possibilities of what's going to happen. So that's how you get around all these problems. Like a major gaping problem, but still, it's still wonky to me. And another gaping problem was like Thor goes back to Thor the Dark World and he just steals his hammer back. <laughs> he just takes the hammer and he leaves, like, he takes the hammer from his past self. And I was like, but wait, if he takes the hammer, then doesn't that mean that Thor does not have the hammer through Ragnarok and all these other movies that he had the hammer? But Captain America took it back with him at the end, probably to place it right when they took it, right? That's what, that's, that's the, that's the rationale we came up with, yeah. is that when he went in the portal at the end, he had the hammer. So we're like, they never say that, but we're like, I'm going to assume, just so my brain can relax that he took the hammer back and put it back where it was supposed to be. We'd, I think we have to for everyone's uh, sanity. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's talk, like, uh, I know uh, there's a lot of holes and stuff, but let's talk about awesome of this movie, because I've never I've never applauded too much in a theater, but, man, when I saw that, that portal open up and all the other portals and all the superheroes we've come to love step out, as cheesy as it was, man, that was a fucking awesome moment. Yeah. Just to, like Avengers assemble. I'm like, fuck yes. Now, it was now, so cool. uh, the thing that I missed both times I watched it. What what made Captain America able to pick up the hammer? He's because everybody was like, yeah, and um, I was like, I, I, I don't in, get in, it. In, Why in Age of Ultron? I've actually seen these movies. I actually have a pretty good. It's been a while. I forget them the day after I see them. In Age of Ultron, they have a scene where all the Avengers are just sitting around drinking, and they're trying to all pick up Thor's hammer. And Thor says, only so only people that the hammer deems worthy can pick it up, so that's why uh. I'm the only one that can pick it up, and none of you can, because you're not worthy. Well, Captain America, like Iron Man tries to pick it up using his Iron Man suit, he can't do it. Well, Captain America tries to pick it up, and he, and he makes it budge like a millimeter. Yeah. He, and Thor kind of looks at it like, what the fuck? So this movie said that Captain America, to the hammer, had proven that he was worthy, and therefore he was able to pick it up and use it. Gotcha. So he was he you know so he was able to shoot the lightning, and Thor still kicked his ass. I mean Thanos still beat the shit out of him, but he was able to um, use the hammer. What is it? Like Twenty two movies. Twenty two movies. I liked yeah. when <laughs> I liked when they went back to uh, Captain America's past, and he was uh, in the elevator with all the Hydra people. And uh, he's just like, let me take yeah. the case. No, sir, we got it. Hail Hydra. And they're like, okay, yeah, go for it. I thought that was a cool moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then again, it cre- creates a scene, though, that, that the timeline was changed again because Loki got away. after uh, Because they went back in time and fucked things yeah. up after he attacked New York in the first Avengers movie. He was arrested and taken to Asgard and thrown in a cell, Asgard jail. But the Avengers went back in time and they accidentally screwed some things up and because of them Loki got away. But 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 but, so, but, 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 but he's got his own series coming out on Disney. So that might have been like the the little in. The setup for yeah. the series. But, you know, I guess alternate timeline because if you if that's in the timeline, which I guess it's not, doesn't that mean Loki never went to Asgard jail and therefore never faked his death and then never took the place of Anthony Hopkins Ugh. and didn't fight in ra- this is what <laughs> yeah this is what and this happens so many times and that's why 
you gotta buy the bullshit Hulk thing where he says, no, 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 doesn't work like, yeah. it doesn't work like every time travel story ever in our world, it doesn't mean anything. It's like, it's like Nebula kills her past self in the movie and she doesn't disappear. So you called her the dumbest she shoots character. Herself in the chest. Is that because she didn't? <laughs> I'll tell you okay. why she's the dumbest character. I'll, I'll tell you why she's the dumbest right. character. You want to know why she's I the do. dumbest character? Because <laughs> she knows more about this than everybody. Yeah. And um, she goes back in time to a time where she knows that Thanos is, knows her past. The only reason Thanos attacks at the end is because he gets Nebula's memories from her future self. That would not have happened if Nebula had not traveled back to that area and that planet where if she had gone anywhere else. (laughs) Yeah. But for some reason, you think she would have known this, and she went back to the same planet she knew Thanos was on. Why didn't she go to New York or anywhere else? Why didn't she not go back at all? So because of her, the entire final battle, they almost lose because Nebula went back in time and some reason didn't think about the fact that her memory bank would log into the the Wi-Fi and send all the memories to the past version. And also, think about this. the Getting the Soul Stone, we have to throw someone you love off the cliff. Yeah. It's a to- it's a real lucky thing. They just happen to send two people that love each other. <laughs> I know, but that's that's again it, it like that's ha- the comic book thing, right? All these uh, happenstances, all these cir- all these uh, happy coincidences. Without them, comic books wouldn't exist. Like, w- what if Nebula and War Machine had gone? They're like, I don't even know this yeah, lady. You go, Nebula. I don't give a shit. I, I love her. <laughs> what, if, what if Tony Stark and Captain America? They could have a funny scene where Tony Stark and that's they could funny. have had a scene where they have to flip shit around, where Tony Stark and Captain America wind up there, and they're like, Look, I like you. You're my buddy, but I'm, I'm not in love with you. I don't love you. I'm not, I mean, we got to go switch out with someone yeah. else. But I mean, that, they could have done something like that that had been funny. Add that to so the list of things that happen that you just got to go with, right? Yeah, but there's so many in this movie. It's just so, so many. many. Every Marvel movie, every Mar- that, if that rat wasn't there, the world would be doomed. That rat <laughs> caused so many creations of new universes. That rat is the ultimate hero of uh, Marvel Endgame. It is. It just happened to step on the uh, the button that released. Uh, and it turns out Ant-Man is the key to everything. <laughs> Why didn't they knock? Ant- Ant-Man is the yeah. one who came up with the pl- who figured out the plan of how... He's like, I know about the quantum realm. You can time travel with the quantum realm. This is how we stop Thanos. Without Ant-Man, they don't stop Thanos. So Ant-Man turned out to be the key, to be the true key to everything. As he should be. I like Ant-Man. As he should be. He didn't go up Thanos' butt, but he did the second <laughs> best thing. <laughs> the, the, a distant second best thing, but it was still the second best thing. Very distant. Trying to think what else happened in this movie. Oh, that shit, uh, so um, Did you find it like maybe uh, it was a little like the fight? Like, I was stunned where, you know, they subverted our expectations where 10 minutes into the movie, they cut off Thanos' head and kill him. Yeah. I was like, well, what's the movie about then? (laughs) Because they track his ass down. Like, he at the end of Infinity War, he went to that farm to kind of retire. But it was awesome, man. Instantly, bam, dead. 10 minutes into this movie, Nebula lands. She's like, I know exactly where he is. He always said if he ever did this, he was going to go retire to this farm, and I know where it is. So they go there, and it's ten minutes in. Thor fucking takes his yeah. head off, and it's and like holy shit. Now, now Thursday I went to see this film, Ted and Matt, and I was so hyped when I got out, and I was really hype about you know within ten minutes Thanos is dead, and and you, your yeah. guys' chatter that night was driving me bonkers. I, I mean, I had literally, God bless, I had to keep my fingers back from just being like, bam. What? You know, 
Because you, you saw it a day before. I yeah. The night before I saw and it. And that night, Thursday night, all the speculation was was in our uh, was in the the chat the chat with all of us in it and and I was like man man how did you see it Thursday man. night though I, I bought tickets like two months ago it, it came out uh, there was a showing they, they always it do start, yeah, start, screenings or, uh, okay. it's, it's not but it's not midnight here in the U S anymore Matt they don't have the midnight launch they just do it at like they do it at like six good. but this yeah, one they yeah. done it was like at six it was like six, six thirty, seven, seven thirty, eight, eight thirty, and they had it looped, and then it was like one a.m., one thirty, two a.m., two thirty, three a.m. Okay, I, I get it. Four a.m. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah. what I'm saying, four a.m. They done it all night. They played it all night, Matt. A, I you know, get that part. Yeah. But I'm saying that's cr- that's crazy for a movie to you know they got a showing at five thirty a.m. That is well, nuts. It's game, I went at 11 a.m. because yeah. I didn't buy my ticket till like a week ago, and 11 a.m. was all I could get. But I was also kind of like, well, I, I do kind of want to see it at 11 a.m. because then it, I, I probably won't have it spoiled. Now, how much power do these guys have? Now, they, this movie just made what 1.2 billion dollars, right? Yeah, join the billion. And that's 12,000 million dollars. I mean, that, that much money. How much power do these guys have to say, you know what? I'm thinking about not doing the next one. They, they were just they've they've got to throw money at these guys, right? Well, it's part of the contract, though, right? They probably um, signed a seven-film contract, and Marvel knew that the seventh yeah. film was going to be the end one, so they can't. And and uh, and and somebody had a point about this too. It's like Robert Downey Jr. is gone from these movies, and the amount of money they have to pay him, they can pretty much pay the entire rest of the cast. Probably. <laughs> and, and what was weird? He was getting like he was getting something like thirty to fifty million dollars a movie. But see, Brandon from ComicBook.com, Brandon, which has been here on ZombieCast, uh, he went to the premiere, and uh, you know he was at events all this week with the, with the entire cast. But uh, when Robert Downey Jr. showed up, he was like in a a t shirt. I mean, like 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 everybody was dressed up in the big premiere, and Robert Downey Jr. showed up as if. Like he was Tony Stark, you know. It was a T-shirt and like jeans. Yeah, cool. So I, well, I guess he just rolls say, that uh, way I, all I, the I, time. I kind of missed my point though about Thanos earlier. This is what I wanted to say: Did it lighten the impact at all? Because the Thanos that I, I was kind of disappointed a little bit in the Thanos they're fighting at the end of this movie is not the Thanos from the previous movie. It's Thanos from the past, right. and he has no context of who these people really even are. So it's not like there's not much. It sort of lightens the stakes a bit because you know that past Thanos knows all these people and knows them by name, and but the Thanos at the end of this literally has no clue who these fucking people are that he's fighting, and he even says that like, like because he's from the past. Like Elizabeth Olsen lands and says, "You took everything from me," and he goes, "I don't even know who you are." He literally says that, and she goes, "You will," and she starts zapping him, and he's fighting her. He doesn't know who Captain America is. He doesn't know who Tony Stark is. He's just seen some video recordings from Nebula's memory bank, and he says, he pieces it together and says, apparently, I fulfill my goal and get all the stones, and I kill, and these people, whoever these people are, have time traveled to try to stop me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only context he has of who they are, and to me, that kind of was a little disappointing, that it's it's the Thanos they're fighting is just kind of generic villain man, because he does not even know... Who the, who they are? The Thanos that they knew got his head cut off ten minutes into the movie. That's right. So he didn't he didn't have like the vendetta so do you, do you sort of or anger. 
Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have the vendetta or anger against them. He didn't even yeah. know him. He just saw you're the your guys came from the future to stop me from doing something I haven't even done yet. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, no. It, I guess you're right. It would have been nice in the final battle, like, oh, here we are again. Your your second shot. It's futile. I'm inevitable. You shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, just give up. What are you gonna do? Go back in time again? Try again? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Like I I I almost wish they had done a thing where like the Thanos had got his head cut off, all like his past version somehow time traveled and brought the so they 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 were fighting the same Thanos from the previous movie. Somehow, I would have liked. Maybe just another day in the writing room, just be like, how can we do this but not time travel? Just like, can we open, can we open yeah. wormholes somehow, or can we find... Or, or do time travel, but but don't... Ha- you could have written it in a way where there wasn't such gaping plot. But it did allow them... Yeah. You know, where... You know, where, like, things like... Things like... There was no real reason for Thor to take his hammer from the past, other than to have the cool scene where Chris Evans... But again, you filled that in by him taking it back yeah. to him. But... A lot, a lot of the little things, I, I don't know. It seems like they could have written them differently. And, and rather than making a movie that's kind of confusing and just have Hulk say, uh, it doesn't work like it did in Back to the Future. That's all you need to know. Don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. But again, if we let that just slide, I think it was a fantastic movie. It was just such a well-produced, and, fun movie, I think. Yeah, I, I it say, was. Um, did no you, politics. Did you, feel, you know who I felt bad for, though? I felt bad for Scarlett Johansson. I'll tell you why. She gets killed halfway through the movie. Yeah. And she is the only character that does not get to fight in that final battle. Oh, that's right. And I actually thought about, it's really kind of sad. It's literally every character ever in a Marvel movie is fighting. I mean, even Gamora gets to come back to life because Scarlett Johansson kind of took her place and she killed herself. And then Gamora from the past shows up. So, I mean, everybody is in this scene except for Scarlett Johansson. And it kind of felt like if I was her, I would have been a little like in the theater going, man, <laughs> should they have done it? Like they have this amazing scene where they, they scroll down the line and you see 45 of the, these heroes that you've been, you've, you've followed yeah. and she's missing. And so, she could have joined that little, uh, not little, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not downgrading it. She could have joined that awesome scene where all the women somehow met up in the battlefield. Yes. The most woke scene in Hollywood history. <laughs> Where for, there's a, and let me tell you something about this, and I know I'm going on, I just, I just can't stop thinking about this movie. There's a scene, if you've seen it, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Captain Marvel has the gauntlet, and she has got to get it to the Ant-Man time portal, because she needs to travel back, she needs to travel back in time, basically to get away from Thanos and whatever. And um, suddenly on this giant battlefield, every woman in the MCU just winds <laughs> up in the exact same spot, and they all like, don't worry, we'll clear you a path. So yeah. it's like, every, and they all come flying in in perfect sequence. The Wasp lands, uh, a Gamora, and, and everybody. And they all, it's, it's kind of laughably silly. And they all start charging. But what I thought was so dumb again, Captain Marvel does not need you people to clear yes. the path. <laughs> You're getting in the way. <laughs> because you, I was thinking that you, you literally see Gamora goes running and just jumps on one little guy and starts stabbing him. And then you see Michonne, uh, whatever her name was, the actress plays yeah. Michonne. She runs and does a flip and just cuts one guy down with her spear. And then you see uh, Valkyrie on her on her Pegasus, like, kills a robot. And then it cuts to Captain Marvel. And she is literally blowing tanks and shit to pieces. She's like a, a meteorite just flying through the army, obliterating Yeah. And I'm like, why did she need Gamora to kill that one lady to get that one guy out of the way? She's literally blowing a hole. Yeah. <laughs> Through everything. It's, it was symbolic. 
It was symbolic. But it was silly. It's silly. You know it was silly. silly. Look, I think... I think it's almost impossible to make a movie that wraps up 22 films of superheroes and try to make logical sense of all these people with super amazing powers somehow struggling in a war like this. I think they did an awesome job. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing movie. I I mean, I like it's fun to pick apart. Oh, it's super fun. But but Captain Marvel's like Thor where she does not need like Thor feels like he doesn't even really need the rest of them because he's so powerful. No. So uh, like Superman does not need the Justice League. He shows up at the end of that movie. They've been fighting Steppenwolf for thirty minutes, and he shows up and just basically punches his head oh, spoilers. off. Spoilers. Yeah. Like it's uh, and and the same with like in in Infinity War, they're fighting in Wakanda, and then Thor comes out of the time portal or whatever, and just starts laying waste. You know, and that's how Captain Marvel was. She just shows up and just starts obliterating everybody. Yeah. So I I just got an email from. Sean Red Red Redlitz R E D L I T Z Sean Redlitz press handler for Craig Engler, and he will be on next Monday. So you guys listening, uh, he was due to be on tonight, but I, I messed up with the email. Uh, but Craig Engler, the executive producer of Black Summer on Netflix, the series zombie series, mm-hmm. uh, co-founder or co-creator of Z Nation and the general manager at Shutter. We'll be here on ZombieCast Live next Monday. So be sure to come in and tune in if you are into Black Summer or Shudder and all that goodness. Uh, be sure to be here live at allgames.com forward slash live. I just wanted to make that announcement now. I just got that confirmation. Right on. There you go. Right. Uh, are we going to wrap up the endgame talk? I think we got a couple more things before we... Uh... A couple more endgame uh, points sure. to make. Or a couple, yeah, I, I don't know. End game. It was great, but it has it has some problems. Totally. But it was good. All right, I, I just want to do the Freeman speech on it. Uh, I really enjoyed End Game. I'm not much, like I said, into the paperback comics. But you know what? I had a good time. I always complain a lot of times in movies that there were politics. You know, like Transformers got all political to where it's like you know this and that, and you know there's laws and levels. What are you talking about? Transformers oh, is the dumbest yeah, movie ever. Like, yeah, but but like the Alliance and, and you know, Star Wars got that way on the prequels, you know. But you know there was a Senate and and not and that, that was really oh, political. Oh, he, oh, he, he doesn't but, he doesn't mean like they're talking about Republicans yeah. and Democrats. He means you're just complex. You have oh, a whole like movie talking about the trade federation. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Like the trade you, federation you. and oh, you can't cross gotcha. this line and that politics in the movie, which a lot. A lot of the Marvel movies ha- is real heavy politics in the movie, like the Winter Soldier, and you know about you know what, what was the one where they were mad at C- each civil, other? Civil, civil War. war. Had, civil War had a lot of like where like there the the Department of Homeland Security wanted to like put sanctions on the Avengers and all this. Crap. Yeah, and that that was yeah. real politics, and Star Wars had real politics, like with the Senate and stuff like that. But but usually it's like 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 if we were watching a zombie movie and there were all these rules and laws that. that about the zombies, for me, I'm like, you know, that's too much politics. Yeah, but the Walking like, Dead. Fun. By that definition, though, the Walking Dead last season is all politics with the inter, with the civil wars and all like the communities fighting each other. That was huge politics. Yeah, it, it was, but for some reason, it, it was easy selling. But but like for me, a lot of times I could go watch the Transformers movies, and there's so many big word alliance federations, this, that, and the other. That by the time the next day gets here, I'm like, you know what? I'm worn out, man. I don't, I don't even know what I saw. It was a good movie. Well, I think that's just Transformer movies in general. But for Endgame, I want to say, you know, it, it was simple, fun. It was a good movie. It was an easy watch. You know what? Three hours, 
plus 30, 40 minutes of previews. Did either of you have to get up and pee? What? I, I had to pee, but I held it. I went two times. I mean, very quickly. I timed myself. I ran. Yep. Yeah. But, but, you know, for me, a total of almost, I guess, around eight hours because we would get to the theater early. They had, uh, like, the, the all the Coca-Cola. And, yeah, there's, like, 50 commercials that plays before the previews come on. But eight hours total, yeah, my God, butt so sit many. in a chair for Endgame. And you know what? And, and I said this after seeing it the first time. And I'm, and I'm going to say it after seeing it the second time. The movie could have been five hours, and I would have been fine with it. It was an easy watch. You know what? I, it was like, for me, like when you watch Titanic, it just kind of goes by quick. And you're like, wow, that, that was a good movie. This is the same. You know, I, no way would I think, say, hey, this was a three-hour movie. Because if it, it was, there was never a dull moment. Uh, I hear a lot of people you talking know, I, about, I, I honestly, when I is honestly a good time to pee? Movie. I don't think, there is a good time. Hold on, Ted, I'm almost done. And then... Uh, Okay. Another thing is, one thing I realized about Endgame is I must be the only guy that doesn't piss every hour. You know what? I made it fine. I did good. I, I kind of think of a movie, and I, I would be all in favor for this. I think if a movie has, they should have a rule in theaters. I mean, not a rule, but theaters could do this. And I think a lot of people would agree, would, would like it. If you have a movie that, say, is going to be over 120 minutes, I think they should just have a... Like they used to have this back in the day, a long time ago. When like my dad was a kid, I think they should have like a like an intermission in the movie. Where they, could. they do that, it plays. You know, they do it in plays. That's like so good. Like that. That We're like, like it wouldn't have been nice if say ninety minutes into this three-hour movie, they say we are going to have a ten-minute. The movie will stop for ten minutes, and you have a chance to run to the bathroom and come back. And I think a lot of people be in favor of that because I think a lot they of used to do that. Have to go to the. A lot of people got got a piss, and you and like and I'm sitting there thinking like I want to watch the movie, but I'm distracted by the fact I got a piss so bad, but I don't want to miss the movie. You, and so it's then you have to. You don't remember it causes, Ted? It causes anxiety. You don't remember that as a say what? You don't remember that as a kid? I remember asking people at school like if certain movies come out, and I don't know any to be specific, but I remember asking kids at school, "Hey man, was there intermission in it?" And it was always yes. And I remember it was an odd thing, maybe. Like when Titanic came out, that was the they first did that time. And Gone with the Wind, Gone with the Wind, you know, eighty-year-old movie. That movie uh, was three hours long or four. Hours, it was long as hell. They have an intermission in that movie that's even on the DVD. Where when you watch it now, like on AMC, it, after about an hour and a half, a screen comes up that literally says intermission, and it plays, and it lasts like fifteen minutes. And it's it's they left it in. And the I movie. think so when you, when you watch that when you watch that movie on AMC, it still has it. And I would be in favor. I remember seeing Avatar way back. And that was a fairly long movie. And no joke, I remember I had to pee so bad, but I'm watching this movie, and there was about 45 minutes left in the movie, and the and the projector broke. So the movie got shut down for like 20 minutes, and I remember being like, hell yeah. I was excited the projector now, went down, because I got to run to the bathroom and not miss any of the movie. Now, if you remember, Ted, I think you're a little bit older than Matt, but if you remember seeing these movies when we were a kid, Ted, maybe this will ring a bell. It's almost like they had to change reels to the film. Almost like when you got Titanic on VHS or a th- or like it, it came with two VHSs. You know, when that one was over, you had to put the other the other one in. But I but used yeah. to you could look up there, you could look up at the little window in the theater whenever I was a little kid, and you could see the actual big wheels spinning from the real film. But I think they they always had intermissions when we were kids, Ted. You just don't remember it. I don't remember that, but, but. but you know, you, but you remember being able to look back and seeing the big wheel up there, right? 
Going brrrr. Like in Grim in Gremlins. What what do you think, Matt? Do you think movies? Yes, I'm they not should. About a short, a short they movie. should have it. Not a short movie, but if a movie is over, say, 150 minutes, intermission. Long, they should have a, a they should have a standard 10 minute intermission in the. Here's movie. why that's a smart idea because people would go buy more popcorn and coke yes. Yes. and refill, and they'd make a ton more money. People would go to the washroom. I yeah, for sure. I'm totally down for that. It'd be a I think it'd be a more and also yeah, I wouldn't have to miss any of the movie. And I, because I, I could, I'd be like, I gotta piss. Just make it ten more minutes. The intermission will be up. So I, yeah, I think that's a great idea, and I'm surprised more theaters don't do it. I think every, I think most people would be in favor. Yeah, of the yeah. theaters would love that. But that's me. No, no, I think that's a lot of people. Yep. Uh, I, I do want to say real quick. But oh. uh, uh, R.I.P. Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark gets gets obliterated. Ten years of service. Spoiler. Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony, you can rest now. I didn't think that she was saying goodbye. He he was burned to a crisp at the end of that movie. He looked like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Tony Stark gets fucked up at the end of this movie, but um, uh, it goes how he died. I mean, you're listening, but they 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 established that you know if you do the click, you got to be able to take a lot of force and and power when you take when you do the snap. So they they rebuild the gauntlet and they get the the Incredible Hulk to snap everyone back into existence, and even the Hulk. Yeah. He lives, but he gets burned. His, his arm is pretty much like a shriveled up little prune by the his, end of that movie. Yeah, his arm is in a cast at the end. Even the Hulk can't take it. And at the end of the movie, Tony Stark winds up with all the jewels in his hand. And he knows what's going to happen. And he has this perfect, I am Iron Man. And he does it. And like the whole right side of his body is just like baked. Yeah. And he, he doesn't say anything after that, I notice. Like, like the last thing he says is, I am Iron Man. And he has this very slow dying scene. And it's kind of creepy in a way because he, he never speaks. He's surrounded by his friends. They're all telling him they love him. But he's sort of like just staring off into the distance. Yeah, he's in shock, man. He's, he's almost dead. He's pretty much dead at that point, though. <laughs> hey, but he, he's like, it takes like two minutes and he slowly fades out and he never really looks at anyone. It's it's kind of like a, a, a haunting death. It's not like, thank you so much, Gwyneth Paltrow. I love you. Take care of our little girl. And Peter. No, he's just literally staring off as like, as as the Sandman comes, just dying, and it's it's yeah. Yeah. It was hey, sad. does does AMC Networks own Shutter? Yeah. Okay, because this is it. This guy's emails is some 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 at amcnetworks.com. dot com. Yeah, they own. It's pretty big, man. Big guest next week, guys. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna be here, so enjoy. <laughs> Crap. Well, I'll be, ta- I'll be talking to Zero off about Joe Bob Briggs and, I'm, and the Creep Show TV show. There you go. Yeah. I'll miss it, but uh, have fun. I'm it's thinking of Mariana for, Are you going on va- for the theater. No, oh, I'm yeah. thinking of Mar- Mariana's gone for the weekend. She's going to Edmonton, so it's just me and the kiddos, and I'm picking her up on uh, Monday night. Aw. Guys, man. weekend. Can I uh, quickly talk about Days Gone before we uh, get going? Yes. Yep. Uh, and then, then I'm going to give a, fi- a two-minute thing of Black Summer. Yeah, for sure. Very quickly, Days Gone came out for Sony. It's an exclusive on the PS4. Uh, Isn't everything an exclusive it's on the It's exclusive on the PS4. If you think of Sons of Anarchy meets The Walking Dead, that's exactly what you're getting here. You're playing Deacon St. John in a in a zombie world. Uh, they, they're called the Freakers. They're fast zombies. So, Sean, I think you're coming around to the fast zombies, but... Uh, yeah, it looks like World War Z. Like they're like they're like piles of ants coming out. Yeah, so the, Ooh, the hook Black of this game Summer is, too. Yeah, uh, so the hook of this game is that, uh, you know, it's, it's big open world, you're a biker, 
uh, I'm about six hours in. I still don't really know the story. It's just kind of doing stuff for people. But at, at any one time, like, you can kick off uh, too many noises, and a hundred of these uh, zombie freakers will come running at you at the same time. And that's actually that, that's a lot of fun moments, because, like, you can't stand on things. You can't get away with, like, standing things or shutting doors. These things will rip through anything. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. you got to hop on your motorcycle and take off. You know what? Uh, it's getting a lot of flack for being just mediocre, and... I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, it's 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 a beautiful game. It, it does, it clicks all the boxes I want just now, like an open world, a variety of things to do, decent combat. It's it's not going to change your world. I don't know, if Ted, if you ever played Horizon Zero Dawn. That's one of my favorite Sony exclusives. I, I, I have that game, and I, I've just never got... I have the ultimate edition yeah. of it, and I've had it for a couple of months. I've just never got... I installed it... But I've never gotten around to actually. That's an amazing it. game. Like that's, I mean, that that approach for me, like Witcher Three territory and just like world building and stuff. Days Gone just seems yeah. like I'm watching a mid-season episode of Sons of Anarchy where they travel to the zombie apocalypse. It it is kind of just a summer chill game. I'm really liking it. But of course, every game that comes out these days has a whole built-in community of haters, and they're being pretty vocal about it. That's boring, and it doesn't do anything new. My argument. It's like Crackdown, yeah. where it's it's a well-made, it's yeah. fun, it just doesn't do anything new, so people are giving it fours, and it's like... Yeah, people are being really pissy about it. Crackdown was no four, so I, I'll give this game the benefit of the doubt after what they did to Crackdown 3. Yeah, Crackdown 3 really got... I think there's like, I don't know what it's called, I, I'm gonna call it like a hit job. There's a weird hit job for really well-made, decent games that don't blow your mind. Like, you could, Crackdown 3 is a perfect example. That was a fun game, I played that for a month straight. Did I... It wasn't broken? Yeah. It, 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 everything about it was great. It, nothing about that game was broken at all. It was no, great. so... And they give it mediocre So reviews. what do you need to do now to get, like, Red Dead Redemption 2, sorry, was a boring slog with really great animations, yep. and that got, like, Game of the Decade. Uh, days Gone. Yeah. Well, actually, God of the War... God of, God of the War... <laughs> God of War beat Red Dead and all the fi all the end of the year award shows, and I was so Me too. happy. Me too. God of War deserved God, it. God, I was so it beat it everything, and I was like, thank you. Yeah, Lord. I mean, so that's that's this type of game. You are not going to be disappointed. It's not gonna it's not gonna be like a Zelda or like a Mario experience for you, but it's gonna be a pretty good thing. I give it a solid seven point five to eight. It's just it's yeah. not failing me right now. Go check it out. Well, you know, every it's like if a game is a game. Every game has to be groundbreaking yeah. to get like a great review. You know, I mean, it's it's like not every game can be groundbreaking. You can only do so much. Well, yeah. you know, but I mean, not every game can be God of War, the the new God of War game, or be which I would say Red Dead Redemption. But I'm in the, I'm in that camp of people that <laughs> thinks that's one of the most miserable video games. <laughs> it I've was ever such played. a bad experience playing that game. I'm still. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I mean, I, I got it because I remember I got it because the yeah. hype. I wasn't gonna get it because I, I never finished GTA Five. I loved all the old GTAs. I loved Red Dead Redemption yeah. One, but just comes a point where you've been playing games for ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, and it's, it's the polish of that type of experience is gone. Yeah. And you're kind of like, I'd rather just play kind of a quick fix. Yeah. You know, game I can enjoy, not something that's gonna go on for three hundred hours till I get to the end. And. Um, that's kind of what that game became, and I got it because of the hype. And I just, I was one of those people four hours in the snow level. I was just like, God, <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> and then I, then I got to where I really enjoyed it. Yeah. When we finally got the camp. I was like, this is, like, this is great. And then, it, then I think the last thing I played in the game was they literally said like, 
let's go fish. And we went and fished. And then they said, well, let's row back to the camp. And we rowed down a river for 20 minutes while the guy sang a song. And I checked, and I said, how many levels or episodes are in this game? And they said there's like eight episodes, and I was at the beginning of episode three. Yep. And I just said, I can't not My My jumping off point was I saw this like little fort. It had two guards in it, and I'm like, all right, okay, I can finally do something. It's open world. I'm going to go in that fort. I'm going to steal what's in there. There was no – the game – forced you to do exactly what it wanted you to do to get in that fort like you couldn't be creative and that was what michelle madison's complaint yeah. was and she was right remember she ripped it she was totally yeah right. no she was right in retrospect i didn't quite understand i thought she meant like if you got a quest you couldn't do other stuff which you can do in a lot of other games i i kind of didn't understand the nuance of what is she saying but it's exactly right if you don't park your cart in the the yellow circle in this mission fail <laughs> if you walk off the path fail if you don't shoot this rabbit at the same time fail it's just it wasn't a game. It was just a. It was Rockstar like, ah, here's a really cool experience. Do it exactly the way we want. <laughs> it's a series. Yeah, I remember you say you stepped off yeah, a so path like, and it and again, changed I, your I, mission. I, I, you know, people think I'm crazy for saying this. I enjoyed Crackdown Three a thousand times. Crackdown Three is like the wor- considered the worst game of the year. I'll play Crackdown Three before Red Dead Redemption Two any I think day. I'm in that camp. So I, I just that's just not you know it's not for me, Matt. It's I haven't I haven't started it yet. Red oh well, uh, Sean, you'd love it. Go try it. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> You'll try it out if you if you if you got three hundred yeah. hours to ride across the. Well, I asked him about it for me for Christmas. Listening but to I the longest conversations it. in history, yeah. uh, enjoy Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> all right, they, all right, uh, Sean, tell us about um, uh, uh, Black Summer. Yeah, uh, and and this is just real quick. Next week we got the executive producer from Black Summer coming on, Craig Engler, which you guys know. Uh, he's been here three or four times uh, for the celebration of the new seasons of Z Nation, which is no longer around. Black Summer new series on Netflix is a continuance from Z Nation, only we lose the comedy. There's no Murphy. There's none none of that stuff, honestly, other than the people that produced it and wrote it and come up with it from Z Nation. I don't see any collaboration with between the two. Uh, Black Summer starts off with air raid signals warning people that there's a safe zone and they're trying to transport people to the safe zone. Uh, only it ends up becoming a path to the safe zone. You know, the military stops transporting people. But the thing that I like about this movie, I am not a fast zombie guy. I don't like anything about fast zombies. I don't like the eyeballs of a fast zombie. I don't like their teeth nor the shoes they wear of a fast zombie. This movie is a fast zombie movie and you know what it's different it's good you know what shooting is realistic in this movie you can have somebody with 12 bullets they're going to miss nine times before they hit that headshot yeah, and a lot of yeah. times they never get the headshot they die way before they get yeah, killed like how many times rick grimes shot at negan he never right but the thing that i like about this <laughs> is, is say like there's a scene to where you have a crew of people inside of a diner you've got one zombie outside is that a challenge? Not in The Walking Dead, not in the Romero world, but in Black Summer, the chances are the one zombie is going to be standing and there's going to be 10 dead people. These zombies are crucial. And it, it, me explaining them to you does not do it justice. So everybody needs to go see this. This week, it's eight episodes, 25-minute episodes. So it's like... I will... Sure. Uh, that's a lie. That's a lie. The first one's 45 minutes. Uh, I, I saw the first half hour of the first one, and I really like this show. Ted, I, I suggest you get it's on it. It's slow. 
It's, it's intense Netflix. as hell, though. Uh, they tell some really intense. interesting situations, and it is very. This is what Fear the Walking Dead should have been. It's like, what do real people do yes. when they live in the suburbs and they see like their neighbor getting jumped by someone? Like they don't know it's a zombie. They have no idea what's going on. People are coming back to life, and these zombies are scary. Like yes. you can't just hide in a bush. These zombies are heat-seeking human killers. Yes. And it, it ratchets up the tension so much. And we're talking about maybe a 12-second turn, Ted. So, you know, one guy in a crowded room that is infected. It's like 28 days yeah, later. Yeah, instantly everybody is. But but 28 days later, the people could shoot the zombies. They could get rid of the zombies. These zombies, for some, you just got to see it. They'll go out and wrestle them down. And, and like, like. Like, like, say there's a scene where they're in the diner. You got to get one guy that, that, that'll get out there and get a zombie running after him, and then somebody trying to shoot him, seven people trying to tackle him. And then, in most cases, in, in all the scenes in the movie, the zombies win. And, and it's. I, I don't know how to explain it. To understand what I'm saying, uh, my love of this movie is you just got to watch it yourself. It is very slow. Keep that in mind, but enjoy yeah. it. You know what? They're trying to get to the safe zone. That's it. No politics in this. Just get to the safe zone, <laughs> and you know you're good. Black Summer, yeah. check it out. Craig Engler will be on I... next week. We'll be talking about this. And, and it's got uh, it's got that girl from White Chicks. The the real remember, remember in White Chicks you had the two black dudes that were white, and then you had like uh, the 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 hot chicks. The competition or whatever. I gotta. I'm gonna shock you, Sean. I never saw White Chicks. What? Uh, that's just a good fun. That's like Overboard, man. I'm not watching that. I'm look. I'm offended by black people in whiteface. And damn you, Ted. I'm telling you, it, get woke, go broke, bitches. White, white Chicks, <laughs> right, Matt? It's kind of like the Karate Kid. It's kind of like uh, Sean, Overboard. Uh, Sean, it's just, oh fuck Sean, you! That is no, Sean, no. It's just I've a never, fun. I've never Sean. seen White Chicks either, Sean. You wipe that. <laughs> You wipe that doo-doo off your it mouth. It is just a fun movie. The Wayne's Brothers. Kid. Uh, but Black Summer, guys. One of those movies is a, is an American classic, and it ain't white chicks. <laughs> You're crazy, man. Uh, Matt, Jesus Matt, Christ. Matt. I've got one question before we leave tonight. And everybody knows, the last two weeks I got caught up on Game of Thrones, all seven seasons. I'm up to date, watching oh, week to week God. with everybody. But I have one question. I understood everything last night, but one were you, thing. Were you able to see it, though? <laughs> I was able to see it. Well. It was so dark and blurry, man. I, it was. It was. Yeah, but it was such a good episode, too. Here's here's my question. Yes. Bren, what, what's his point? One. And two. What is his point? What do you mean? Why is he even there? Because you know, supposedly he was winter is coming, and you know what? This is going to be the guy that's going to save the day. Didn't happen. And two, when his eyes rolled back, yeah, why was there a flock of ravens? Oh my gosh! You said you've watched the you've watched the show, right? Let let me lay down. Let me lay down some God. You know, you ask the question, let me answer it. Ted, you might want to. This is spoiler territory. Braun is. Braun is not Braun. He's the three-eyed raven. Yeah, the three-eyed raven, the old man. Okay. Well, no, he's the entity known as the three-eyed raven, which has been right. around since time immortal. He was the reason the Night King came to Winterfell. The, the Night King could have swept by Winterfell and just destroyed the world, but they Braun was there to draw the Night King and his army to Winterfell because that's all the Night King wants is to kill Braun and destroy yeah. the past. So that's yeah, Sean. So Braun 
was the reason this whole war took place. He was the reason, he, he was like, a, he was the bait. So that was his purpose. And he already knew how this whole thing was going to play out. That's why he's so calm through the whole thing. And when, he, when his eyes rolled back in his head, the Ravens, he was going into their minds. He was surveying the battle so he could he could give strategy. Oh, okay, I got yeah. you. So, so he was kind of like doing a like a radar sweep with all those Ravens. Yeah. Because I was like, the Ravens yeah. are going to attack the damn zombies. Those zombies are good, man. Oh, those are amazing. Those are like World War Z zombies. They were amazing. Yeah. They just like made little zombie bridges and... And hordes were climbing up the walls. Ted. Winterfell just got smashed to shit. Ted. <laughs> Ted. Yes, sir? Spoilers. Real quick. Uh, in Game of Thrones, there's seven kingdoms, right? And we're coming to yeah. the end of the season. All of the white people and the black people and the humans have been fearing there's this big ice wall, right? And on the other side of the ice wall is these things called White Walkers. And they have uh, an army of the dead, which is zombies. Like a billion of them. Well, last uh -huh. night... They had a war. And if you're never going to watch Game of Thrones, watch last night's episode. Just watch the one episode. And look at the zombies in it. Yeah. Just one episode. That's all I ask. Right, Matt? If he's not going to watch it, yeah. watch last night. I'm probably never going to watch a 200-episode thing. Just I, watch six. Just watch one, the one last I'm night. Ever, one day I've you got to watch this. Season and I'm last night. I'm not watching it. Hey, but last night, Ugh. it took. Listen. Last night. It doesn't change. It doesn't affect your life. It does, I watch Ted. Game I want to talk Game of Thrones with you. Last That's night's episode. Hear, hear me out. Okay. Okay. Ted. Uh, last okay. night's television episode of Game of Thrones took fifty-five nights to film. Fifty-five nights to film. Oh my! Fifteen God. million dollar million. budget for this million one episode. Dollars. Million. I mean, a lot, a lot of TV shows only put that into a whole damn season. They put this into one episode. Watch last night, man. It was... All right. If I have access to watch it somewhere, I'll oh look at it. Oh, my God. Maybe it'll be it on YouTube. It was so satisfying. And then, like, uh, Angie had a fun uh, Zombie meme saying that the Starks save both worlds. Because yeah. it was a Stark that saved the world in Game of Thrones. And it was Tony Stark that saved the world yeah. in Marvel. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. And Matt... How, and, and then we'll get to the wrap-up show. How do I fight off? All right. I, I was proud. You've been begging me to watch Game of Thrones, right? For years. Yeah. Yeah. People like I a work true with, friend, you listen to my recommendation. You went yeah. back and watched them, unlike someone else on this I call. I don't need your recommendation. I know what the show is. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not, it's, not like you're, it's not like you're breaking news about, hey, Ted, there's this Sean, show there's you this, should watch called Game of Thrones. Oh, there's so this little wait, indie wait, show wait, wait, that's kind of getting big I'm not, right now. Ted, I'm not even talking it. about you. I watched you. the first season. I saw Wait, this was not for you, Ted. episodes. This is not even for you. What I was, what I was going to say was, was Matt talked me into it, right? And I posted last night about the show. But I erased a lot of posts that were on my posts, Matt and Ted. And th this is how it went. They wanted to rip my horns off and just throw them down. Because you know what? what? I didn't spend... You're spoiling all over the I did again. not spend nine years watching Game of Thrones, so I cannot be that involved. And you know what? That's dumb. A Mr. Jones's wife message me you can't yeah. be a true fan we've been watching it nine years i've been through it three times well i've been through it once these are these are these are a game of thrones elitists who act like you can't enjoy that's the dumb. show because oh dude it's bad watching it's it bad at least seven people that's made comments that's, on my that's post that, that, that's dumb oh my god you're the, new to it those people are you snobs. cannot be into you know what this is the biggest show on tv your little dipshit world that you're in <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I encourage people to watch The Walking Dead. Hey, watch Walking Dead. It makes me happy. But it burns people up. It literally makes people fighting mad. That I watched it in two weeks, and I'm up to date, and I'm enjoying it. You know what? Freeman well, Mommy bought a wine glass with a dragon claw on it. And I bought a flag for my house, and I have caught so much shit for that. You should, though. I mean, look, if you get your value... People I know. That, if, if your value is that you follow the show longer than someone else, then maybe it's time to find something else to be proud of. I mean, that's not an accomplishment. <laughs> I mean, it, it was. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. It's not like you made the yeah. show. And I'm sure, yeah. you know what? I'm sure HBO is. If you ask HBO who did make the show, they're absolutely thrilled Sean has found it and is watching yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. They're like, please. Thanks for that. Thanks for more ratings, Sean. I mean, it's like, those. That's, you're a fucking snob. That'd be, like, <laughs> that'd be like somebody going to see Avengers Endgame and saying, I decided to watch all 22 movies in the last two weeks. It's like, you can't watch. You, you don't have the. You didn't waste 10 years of your life like <laughs> I did. Building up to this, okay? I wasted ten years thinking about yeah. this shit. Like, Star, you can't be excited about the, the rise of Skywalker. I put forty fucking years into hey, this. You didn't push this shit. Here's one of the puzzles. <laughs> if you just started watching Game of Thrones this year and come at me with some "I'm so upset" crap, I will end you. I have been in this fight for nine Holy years. Shit! In this fight, you oh know God. nothing, newcomer. So I, I put on this person. I went to this person's post. I said, you know what? And, and I, this is what I put: wink, wink. I said we're new to it, but we were hanging out with Jason Momoa at a con. Does that make me? <laughs> you know, I was just throwing it out there. Hell, they don't know. And then I was like, you know what? I just watch the show and enjoy it, like many others. I would uh, rather binge watch something than waste nine years of my life week to week. I was like, The Walking Dead is the only show. That I watch no, a lot no, now. Don't, don't blah, blah, blah. throw me under but, the bus here. I, 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 I no, watch no, but no, but no, but what I'm saying is, is why? And I'm gonna put this screenshot. Of this because people the take ownership of these shows it like they're crazy. their lives. It's dumb. It's it's entertainment. I remember yeah. the last. I remember the last season of Lost. It was like the last few episodes, and somebody I knew posted, trying to watch. I've never watched Lost, but I'm gonna try to watch it tonight. And I didn't give a shit, but I but my only thought about that was like you're gonna have no clue what's happening if this is your first episode. But I did not sit there and say you can't watch it because you haven't put five and a half years of doing. Dude, dirt. they're vicious, Ted. They're vicious about this. Yeah, it's inter internet, internet, nerd culture. Did you did you hear this study? There was a study. This is true about how awful the internet is. Listen yeah. to this. This is an actual thing that was a study. They said eighty percent of the tweets on Twitter are written by 10% of the users. Uh, probably, yeah. So if you do the math, they said, and Twitter, for some reason, we have allowed to dictate thought in America. We have allowed, right. just in, a, in the world, yep. we have allowed Twitter. Yep. It's like, if, if, if somebody's getting slammed on Twitter, it's a big to-do in Twitter. It's like, 10% of the people write 80% of the tweets. So it's like this fraction of like, a percent of fucking people. Yeah are running Twitter and in social media and they are like running the thought processes of the work for all everybody. Yeah. Freeman Mommy that's, that's, that's scary Mommy actually. That's, that's super scary. Yeah. I mean Freeman Mommy had put uh, the flag out you know that Ashton got. And like Kyle Jones's wife come on the post is like, You guys can't be true fans and we're like, What? It just well, makes me feel stupid, man. Like maybe she was just maybe she was just kidding around. She was a three timer. She's like, I I'm a three timer. I'm like, yeah. Well, we just watched it once. You know, you know what? What? 
I've been watching the Cobra Kai season two. I think it's great. If you didn't watch Cobra Kai, Cry <laughs> Kid one, two, and three back in the eighties, then fuck you. You don't get to watch Cobra Kai. You ain't put forty years into it like I did. Matt, Matt, fuckers. La- last question. I promise I will go. Nine, yeah. y- nine years invested, right? Yeah. The winter is coming. Winter is coming. You know what, yeah. Matt? Winter. The winter has never is coming. Come. They were Listen. saying that shit in season what, one. What, it's it, still ain't going to work like normal seasons. Wait, wait, shut up. Wait, Ted. Winter did not come till last <laughs> night, and it's yeah. over. Winter has finally no, come. No, winter's was still that there. Sa- was that satisfying? No, winter. Winter has that's that's winter's symbolic. Winter. Winter is wartime. That's what they call it. And and also in this show, winter is a season that can last ten years. So this winter that they're in right now could last ten years. That's how the like the show works, right? Because yeah. they, they now Matt. They say fortnight a lot you, too, Ted. That's two weeks. Being in Canada, do you take ownership over winter and you look at whenever Sean and I say, oh, look, it's snowing, you I go, do, you can't talk about snow because I'm in Canada uh, and it snows more. So I, am bit, I, I am a bit of a winter snob because Sean will be like, there's right, this flight and uh, schools have been closed for the for the week and we got a frostbite. I'm like, oh, Sean, you sweet, you sweet summer child. <laughs> you, know, you, know, I know, you know, the funniest, one of the funniest memes I ever saw was, it, this, and it, it's funny because it's I'm a true. Snob. It is so yeah. true. They, it was it was in Georgia, and there was like you know like a freeze warning in Georgia. Somebody posted a picture of a cup that had gotten knocked over and spilled oh, yeah. some ice, <laughs> and, and it said like "Better close the schools." <laughs> well, we got snow today, guys. It was t-shirt weather yesterday, and it was it, snow today. So, really, almost in May. It's yeah. snow. It's been like hot here. Uh, but- well, I, I think that's I think the show's gone about long enough. And one thing I want to say, last thing I want to say about Infin or Infin or Endgame. You know what would have been a cool scene? I do which we kind of seen happened off screen. Do you wonder Scarlett what, Johansson what took place? naked? You know what? I'm not the biggest Scarlett Johansson fan. You know who I I think the most attractive Avengers. I love Haley Atwell who plays Agent Carter. Like I think she is so adorable. I I I really like. I got me a case of Jungle Fever for Tessa Thompson and Zoe Saldana. I think they're both stunning. Yeah. Who plays Gamora and Valkyrie? She's super hot. I think both of them, like Z- Tessa Jungle Thompson, Fever. has the best smile I've ever seen on any Who's human Tessa being. Tessa Thompson, though, remind me. She plays. She plays Valkyrie, the girl uh, that rides. The, it was Thor's buddy that rides the. And Pegasus. her and Thor, Chris Hemsworth, are in the new Men in Black International. That's yeah. kind of funny. And I do like Brie Larson. I think Brie Larson is extremely she's attractive. Cute. She might in real life. She's yeah. I guess she's bitchy, but who knows? But. Um, I've always thought I've always thought she was really attractive, I, but uh, I'm, I've never been a big Scarlett Johansson. One thing fan. I don't oh, like about Brie, and I might be a victim of like this Twitter thing where I'm I'm being informed by other people, but I don't like how she's pretending she's the first superhero woman, like she's breaking new territory with superhero women. I'm like, are we just gonna forget the thousands of movies led by superhero women <laughs> before yeah. Captain Marvel? Because I'm pretty sure this is ground we've covered before. Well, have you seen all the videos of people like they're like the whole press tour where it's blatantly obvious that the rest of the cast can't stand her? No, uh, I would like to see this. You haven't seen videos of that where like D- Chris Hemsworth keeps like intentionally making her look stupid and making fun of her and Don Cheadle. <laughs> There's a thing with her and Jeremy Renner where like like Don she like starts grabbing Don Cheadle and sort of like elbowing him and going hey like joking yeah. with him and he literally just sort of gets this look on face and starts gets this look and starts pulling away and he's like. Just please don't. I told you, don't touch it. <laughs> He's like really doing that. And then the funniest one is she's sitting up all proper. You know, she's like very erect, yeah. straight back, standing up, all pr- like very prissy looking. And she's next to Jeremy Renner, who looks just like a bum. 
Like, he's all slouched with his T-shirt and his leather jacket, and he looks like he just could not give a shit about anything. Yeah. And and she's talking about that, that white 40-year-old white dude's comment she made, and she says, look, she says, I understand why people were upset, you know, but I feel it's important to, you know, to say things. If I feel I need to say something, and she's sort of qualifying yeah. it. And then the interviewer asks, and Jeremy Renner's sitting there, looks like he's half asleep. And then she says, what do you think, Jeremy Renner? And Jeremy Renner says... I would never use my position of stardom to push my agenda on anyone. <laughs> he literally, he completely contradicts her. Says, I would never use my position of power to push my beliefs on anybody. Oof. And it's exact opposite of what she was just saying. And she is just looking at him like she wants to break his neck. That's funny. It's is so there a compilation funny. of uh, people giving Brie Larson the cold shoulder? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, and there's one where like she's with Chris Hemsworth, and they say like Chris Hemsworth has, has a daughter, and and they say like so you have a daughter, Chris? He's like yeah, yeah, I do, I do. She's like so does she ever? Does she love Captain Marvel? Does she like to dress up as Captain Marvel? And Chris Hemsworth says with her sitting right there, he says uh, my daughter's actually never not seen Captain Marvel, but she does love Wonder Woman and dresses up as her. Oh, nice, I love it. It's like God, dang. <laughs> that is a slam dunk. I love it. I love it. And it, every time it's Brie Larson's face, you could like zoom in on it, and it's like you could see the the quiet rage in her. Is eyes. it because she's acting like she did something no one else did in the Marvel movies? Like I wonder why people don't really. I I she just she comes across as kind of bitchy. Like the rest of them come across as so even Scarlett Johansson and all yeah. of them, they come across as like just laid back, and they've been this family for ten years, and they're they just all like seem like really cool, easy to get along with people, and and she seems like. Reese Witherspoon in election. Ah. That's how she seems in real life. Like when you see her in interviews. By the way, you raised two things about Endgame, and then we'll we'll get out of here. Um, a, I liked Ronan. I liked Hawkeye's uh, return to it. I thought that was a cool way to start yeah. the thing. B, I can't fucking remember. I thought would have been a cool scene. We didn't get to see it, and I understand it would have been weird to jam it in. I wanted to see what happened when Captain America went back in time and had to deliver the Soul Stone to Red Skull. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that have been a cool scene? Like, Red Skull's like, holy fucking shit, look who it is. They should have just done, like, a fist bump like, or something like that. Like, hey, no hard feelings? No hard feelings. I want you to know, I mean, again, <laughs> wouldn't that have been, a, like, we almost need, like, a spinoff movie of just shows that. Like, you know they had a conversation about something. Yeah. Like, wow, how the hell are, what happened to Last I saw you was 1942. You got zapped into space. Yeah, no, that would have been so that that because that had to have happened. He had to have go. He has to have gone back and talked to Red Skull. I uh, oh shoot no okay oh that's what I want to say. Black Widow has a movie coming out. Yeah. How? I people are assuming it's a prequel, but if it's a prequel, that's stupid because I I don't want to watch a character that's dead. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they'll, you know, again, it's like. The whole time travel thing, you know, they might just warp her back to life. Some not. That's dumb. They brought Gamora back, and she was she was thrown off in the last. Well, movie. technically, they brought her back. So. That's past Gamora. I mean, that universe Gamora. Yeah, they didn't is dead. bring her back. They. But that's what I don't get, though. But like again, get, get back. Not we got to stop this. But yeah. I'm saying that's some of the problems. That why can't they just time travel back and get Tony Stark from the past and bring him to the present and he's alive that's again? That's so true. Same with Black Widow. Why, you know what, she'd be an alternate dimension Black Widow, but she'd still be like, just get the Black Widow up to the point where she died. She had, she would have all the memories up to the point she went off the cliff. Yeah. So she would still be, you'd, you'd go, like, literally, 
Like you go, you go back and, and since they said she'd still go off the cliff, you could still go get her, and they'd say, okay, this is a new version of you. Your other version went off the cliff, but you have all the memories of everything up to five seconds before you went off the cliff, so you're the same person. Yeah, and the timeline isn't screwed up. And the same with Tony Stark. Yeah. Why can't they go through a portal at that battle, grab him, yank him to the portal, and say, don't worry, the alternate you is still going to kill Thanos, but you're going to still be alive in this time slot here. All right, best not think about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> it's true though is it not is yeah. that where the movie starts to fall apart well, but that's the thing time travel just opens up all these get out of jail free cards and that's why i never like when shows or movies introduce time travel because n- well i bring up i bring up regular media though all the time because they always have good points they said the fact they've introduced time travel and they literally have a time travel machine yeah. and hank pym is alive to make all the red goo they need it's like, what does this mean for the future? Like every time you watch a Marvel movie from now on, you're going to be thinking, why don't they just jump in a, the Avengers time machine and just go back and undo I that? I think there's going to be one more Ant-Man movie or a movie where Pym gets killed, the factory destroyed, and they make very clear that they can't do time travel anymore. Like research is destroyed. Like it, it must be destroyed, Marty. And then they got one more Pym particle. Like let's go back in time, save Professor Pym, so we can make more Pym particles, and uh, time travels back there. Yay! Uh, yeah, see, that's the problem with all the time. Tra- oh, there was one. Oh, oh, the last point, and then we really got to yep. wrap it up. Another gaping hole. <laughs> I didn't even think about this, and somebody pointed it out. In in a, in 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 the Winter Soldier, and Civil War. Yeah. Captain America has a love interest. Do you remember who that love interest was? Oh shit! No, I don't. Oh, the niece, wasn't it? It was Agent Carter's like yeah. granddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> It was agents or something. So um, I think it was her granddaughter, it was, right? It was a relation. It was a blood relation. It was a blood relation. <laughs> so, but if so, and he kissed her and everything, you can assume they they did it. So if he went back in time, so did he just vaporize her from existence? Or did he screw his daughter or his granddaughter? Was he screwing his own granddaughter? Ugh. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Let's wrap this up. This is this is this is how that movie is. I, I swear to God, no movie I've ever seen made me ask as many questions as Avengers. Well, it was funny because after the movie, I, I texted our group chat, and then me and Ted got talking, and then Ted brought up all these things. I'm like shit, 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 shit. No, no, stop. Because because I was just because I yeah. I'd, been do, I'd been doing nothing but thinking about the movie for like a, a day, yeah. and then I started reading on the internet, and other people were putting thoughts in my head, and you're like. God damn but it. But it's unavoidable because these things, like, I've been thinking about it more, too. I'm like, why didn't they just do this? They had this technology. Why didn't they just... I mean, they, they make these time, they make these suits that you just press a button and you have a whole suit on you. It looks like they can just mass produce these suits. So you're right. It turns you into, turns you into a giant. Yeah, yeah, or giant or an indestructible spider suit with uh, auto-kill ability. Why isn't every single person on that battleground have an Iron Man suit? He can make an Iron Man suit for Gwyneth Paltrow and Don Cheadle. Why can't he make one for Black He's Widow? He's got ten of them lying in his laboratory that are just, like, in cases. Uh, like, a 500 of them just got wiped out like they were nothing in Iron Man 3. <sighs> like, he has those are, he has disposable suits all over the damn place. Yeah, he was throwing them like candy in one movie. He's like, here's one that uh, does fireworks. I just made this one on a whim. God damn it. Yeah, so I guess you can't look at it that. We can't. <laughs> hey, Matt, you can't look at it that way, brother. Right. You just gotta, you gotta just bite your, bite your lip and accept. But yeah, there's got, there's gotta be a term. It. It's gonna be like Marvel blinders. You need Marvel blinders when you watch these movies. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't look over there. Don't oh, look over man. there. All right, let's. Uh, Sean, if you, have, if you haven't heard Sean, 
It's because uh, Skype kicked him off. He, that, Skype Skype wasn't oh. a fan that he just caught caught up with Game of Thrones in the last two weeks. Skype was like, no. But, well, uh, we well we got to wrap yeah. up and let's. Uh, this show's gone on nearly two hours, but let's uh, yeah. hour and a half. But uh, yeah, Endgame was great in spite of the massive plot holes. Uh, but it was a great, great, great movie. Days Gone is uh, serviceable. You'll enjoy it. Uh, Black Summer is awesome. And next week, you guys got a huge guest, so have fun with that. And uh, Cobra Kai season two is great too. It's uh, it's it's uh, continuing the Cobra Kai oh, tradition. Cobra I'm Kai. Uh, you have to you have to buy Red uh, not Red uh, YouTube Red right or YouTube Premium or something for that. Well, you you get a free trial. Um, yeah. So, but you can you can make as many accounts as you want. So, like, what you can do is like, like I watched I watched Co- uh, Cobra Kai season one using my free trial. Yeah. And then when it came time for season two, as long as you have a valid email yeah. address, I literally just made a YouTube account for my mom on her email, and now I'm watching season two. Oh, all right. So you can so if like you're if you're so you can watch like if you've never watched it like all 20 episodes are up right now. You can just watch the whole thing. They're only 30 minutes, but. Yeah, like you could you could make like a Yahoo email address for Xander and yeah. uh, and one for Winnie, and then get them a free trial of YouTube Red. How are they making money? <laughs> I don't know. I as long as <coughs> as long as you have a valid email address, yeah. you can make a free YouTube Red month long trial. Well, there you go. That's how I got HelloFresh uh, free for the last three months. <laughs> Kept on using. Anyways, I won't talk about that. Um, all right. I'll do all the. If you want to check out Freeman, he's at Freeman Daddy. Is he still at Freeman Daddy Five? I kind of blank out at the end of the shows. He's DJ Freeman Daddy, I think. Uh, DJ Freeman Daddy. I'm at Matt McFly. M A T T O M C F L Y. And uh, where can we find you there, Teddy? Uh, Ted Duckin on everything. Ted Duckin on Duck-in. everything. It's Freeman Daddy Five. Or wait, that is is that his sons? Yeah, no, it's Freeman Daddy Five. Is where you can find uh, Sean. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, that's it. That's it. All right. Well, talk to you soon, Matt. And uh, bye, everybody. Bye. Rawr. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.